Hey friend, I've got a question for you. Do you know the condition of your flock? No, I'm not talking about the animals that might run around your home. I'm talking about what's in your personal and business bank account. If you're like me, you remember the days when you waited for the monthly paper statement and then sat down to balance your checkbook and make sure you knew exactly what was in your account. And probably you either paid for things with cash or a check and you had to drive to the bank to make those deposits. So you physically saw your money coming and going. Now, I'm not suggesting we should go back to the old days of paper and pencil for managing our finances, but I will say we've gotten a bit lazy around our stewardship and how we're viewing and using our resources. And when I polled the Redeemer Time community, Bill Payne was at the top of the areas that several women felt caused stress in their week. Hence, I'm making it part of this series on creating recurring routines. Be sure to grab all five steps to create a routine that fits your life and business to make the most use of not only your time, but also your resources, aka money. So that way, you can invest both in who and what matters most. Are you ready to think and do differently with me? Okay, good. Let's dive in. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa. Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, Make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Okay, friend, before we dive into finances today, first, let me excuse, ask you to excuse my voice because I've had a cold, but the show must go on. And I want to dive into a little bit of talking about our time. Because as you're going to see, there are a lot of parallels between both money and time. Both are not infinite, meaning they won't last forever. And both are actually not even ours because they are a gift from God. Now, it's easy in both the areas of time and money to focus on the lack. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. Rather than on the one who entrusted it to us, the one who is infinite and has abundance. That should shift not only how we view our time and money, but also how we use it. And I've noticed, as I've been having conversations with women in midlife, especially those in business lately, I've been discovering that what's missing is not necessarily tied to your time blocks or a more orderly routine or to-do list, but a new belief. Now, don't get me wrong, those tools aren't bad, but if they don't get used with a rightly ordered heart, they won't be of much use, at least not for very long. So 
Do you want to know why it feels like you feel like you never have enough time for all the things that need your attention in life and business? The young adult kid that needs help to get insurance? The aging parent that needs help finding paperwork? The hubby that needs help sending an email? The client that needs supporting? The body that needs exercise and sleep to maintain energy? The friend that needs to talk over a cup of coffee? The church committee that needs someone to step up and lead? Those paper piles, the meal planning, the cleaning, the laundry, and the bill paying that need to be done? It's not that you don't have time. It's that you're believing this one thing that causes you to do what just keeps you stuck, at least in regards to your time. If you want to know what that is, and more importantly, how to change your heart and have an impact on your calendar, right now, before any more time gets away, go book a free schedule shaping strategy session, but only if you're ready and willing to see change and growth in your life and business. You can head to redeemhertime.com forward slash session dash book. And let's talk. And don't worry, I'll drop that in the show notes. So when it comes to your resources, whether that's time or money, I want to introduce you to the concept of stewardship. I looked it up for you. Stewardship, noun, the job of supervising or taking care of something. As Christians, we are called to be stewards of all of our resources, which includes both our money and time. And there are so many parallels between the two. You can spend money or time, and then it's gone. Or you can invest money and time, and you get a return. Also, if you're not intentional, money or time drains out of your account. And if you're actively engaged, money and time compounds and grows. I don't know about you, but I want to be a good steward. Because ultimately, it's all a gift from him. In the parable of the talents, Jesus tells the story of a master entrusting his resources into the hands of three servants. You can read all the details on how much each one got in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. But here's what made the difference in their stewardship. Two of them invested it and increased their master's resources and built his kingdom, while the third hid it and just maintained the amount he was given out of comfort. Two acted in faith and one acted in fear. And do you see the difference in their results? Once we know who it is that gives us our money and time, it should change how we spend or invest it and challenge us to be wise stewards. Because the truth is, you can't take it with you, no matter how much time you spend in this life building up your account. As a woman in midlife, I'm guessing you're focused on two things when it comes to your money these days. The first, building a legacy that lasts longer than you. And that's not just financial. And second, being able to live faithfully and give generously for the rest of your years, especially after you're done working. You want to be a good steward of what he's given you too, right? So why, more than not, do you feel like there's always more month than there is money? Well, here's what I think is the problem. We don't fully know what's coming and going, and we don't have a regular routine and plan for staying on top of it. You see, You and I are of that generation that waited for the monthly paper statement and then sat down and balanced your checkbook to make sure you knew exactly what was in your account. And probably, you either paid for things with cash or a check and had to drive to the bank to make a deposit, so you physically saw it coming and going. Now, I'm not suggesting we should go back to the old days of paper and pencil for managing our finances, but I will say we've gotten a bit lazy around our stewardship a.k.a. how we're viewing and using our resources. Just a few years ago, when my daughter was in high school, she had to learn how to balance a checkbook. 
Let me just say, it was fake money, but it led to a lot of tears and stress over what went where. <laughs> Can you relate? Now, chances are, with online banking, online shopping, online bill pay, automatic payments, and direct deposits, she and we won't have much money coming through our hands. But here's the problem. If you don't know where your money's going and don't have a plan to give your attention, chances are you'll not like the results and find yourself reacting when you get the credit card statement or the payment that's rejected or the late fee that's applied. How does it make you feel when you think about your finances, when you think about them in this kind of state? I think the best word to describe it is overdrawn, pun intended. It's costing more time, more money, and more energy, aka stress, because you're simply not aware or involved. Wouldn't you rather feel informed because you have intention about where it's being invested and you're not wasting time, money, or emotion over it? Agreed. In fact, if I'm completely honest with you, this is the area that always comes up as my lowest when I do my life and business assessment. Because I know I need a good routine around giving it the attention it needs to not only get out of the red, but to see it compound and grow. So let's walk through these three questions so that you and I need to answer. Are you ready? Okay, here's the first question. Do you know what's coming and going in your life and business accounts? Proverbs 27 verses 23 through 24 says, be sure you know the condition of your flocks and give careful attention to your herds. For riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. Back in that day, you could literally walk out to the barn, count the heads, and you knew exactly what you had. And you better believe you gave careful attention to having that same number or more each day because you understood the value. But if you didn't, well, a thief or a fox just might come snatch them away while you're looking the other way. Now, if you're like me, in this day and age, you've got a few bank accounts, several lenders, and multiple sources of spending, so you might not be paying careful attention. Get it all in one place, whether that's on paper or on a spreadsheet. And let's pinky square, we won't overspend on digital, overdepend on digital tools to do all the work for us, because they will only do what you tell them, which means you and me need to be the ones wisely making decisions and knowing what we have in our account. The second question is, do you have a plan for your life and business finances, AKA a budget? Ah, <laughs> Luke 14, 28 through 30 says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Here's the truth. Before you let any money go out, a wise CEO, yes, that's you, and steward will map it all out to make sure you can fully commit to that investment. Because without a plan, You'll have a half-built tower, a half-launched business, a half-paid debt, without anything of value to show for it. Having a plan for your money is like having a block for your time. At first, it may make you feel constrained, but if you really want what's inside to grow, flourish, and bear fruit, then you know that protecting what comes in and goes out will be best in the long run. So what's your plan for your money? Do you have it in writing, or at least on a spreadsheet? I'm going to invite you to tune in to episode 180 on Thursday, where I'll have a financial expert in the podcast to share some more tips on how to get started with your plan. And the last question, do you have a routine to give your personal and business finances attention and take care of that needed bill paying? 
Romans 13, verses 7 through 8 says, Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Paying attention to your flock, aka your business and life accounts, and paying those you owe is something I'm guessing that you need to do on a regular basis too, no matter how much income or debt you have, which is why it was identified as a task that would benefit from a routine. So let's apply the same five steps we've been using throughout this entire recurring routine series. Are you ready to jot these down? Number one, identify the problem or need. Where is your stewardship, AKA money, needing attention or causing stress? Is it in your spending, your saving, your investing, your paying bills, your giving? What is the area that causes the most friction or gets forgotten or that you want to see grow in this season of your life and business? Step number two, uncover the root. Now, why is that problem really happening? Is it because you're unaware, uncontrolled, unmotivated, uncaring? Is that your income does not exceed your outgo? Is that you are seeking security or worth or comfort in storing up or shopping or saving? You may know right away what's at the root or it may take some time. But either way, I encourage you to take it to the Lord and ask him to change your heart and your actions. Step three is to plan the steps. So now that you know where the problem or need lies and you've addressed the cause, it's time to create a plan to change things. What will you do? In what order and when? Will you create a spreadsheet or use an app to gather all your income expenses in one place? Will you look up the due dates of all your payments and put them where you can see them? Will you move bills to auto pay or request paper copies instead? Will you sit down to ensure that bills are paid and check your balance daily, weekly, or monthly? You might not want to let it go that long. What will you do and when? Step number four, block the time. You know what I always say, if it's not scheduled, it becomes random. And that way, it always costs more time and money. So when will you sit down and do this? With it at your fingertips, it could be easy to check all day long, just like your inbox messages, but that will only distract from what you are wanting to focus on. I've set a time block in my PM pour out one evening a week to focus on personal finances and a time block in one day pour out one day a week to focus on my business finances. That way, no bills get forgotten and I can pay attention to my balance more closely. And better yet, I don't have to think about it when I'm actually trying to invest in my clients or my family. So since this needs your attention on a regular basis, don't leave it up to when you feel like it. Decide, when will you make the time in your week? Step number five, invite the support. Now, most of the women I talk with in midlife have a spouse or someone else whom they share some financial responsibilities, whether that's your kids, extended family, or maybe even a business partner. So get them on board. Explain to them the area of need, the root cause, the steps you've planned, and the time you're committing, and then see how they want to be involved. In my home, I take care of all the money stuff, but I make sure my hubby stays apprised on what's in there and he makes sure to ask me before a large purchase. At least, he's supposed to. It always works out better when you communicate with others clearly and invite them to be part of the process. So, now do you feel equipped to create a recurring routine around your life and business finances? Here's the thing. 
the best time to invest your money or time was 30 years ago. But don't feel bad because do you know when the second best time is? Today. So no guilt, no shame, just start taking steps. In fact, here is today's community question. What one step will you take today to start creating a recurring routine for your personal and business bill paying and finances? I invite you to come join the conversation and get inspiration as well as accountability at redeemhertime.com forward slash community. And if you really want to know where your time is going and the key to why it feels like there's always more to do than there is time, be sure to book a free schedule shaping strategy session at redeemhertime.com forward slash session dash book. Don't worry, I'll link it in the show notes. Now, before we go, let's go to the one who gave us these resources in the first place. Dear Father, we come before you, the giver of all good things. God, please spur our hearts on to know the condition of our flock, to be wise stewards of the things that you have given us, because that time and money is a gift from you to build your kingdom, not our comfort. Help us to trust you that you will provide not only what we need, but abundance, and to faithfully steward the time and money that you have entrusted us. May we use it to build your kingdom and not our own. And thank you that you give us so much of your love and grace and abundantly poured into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me on this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile. And that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.